As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. If you don't have a bookkeeping professional, then you need one. I recommend having someone local so you can go into their office and sit down with them. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you, and it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565, and he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is a show where we cut out all the fluff and we only talk about the best advice that moves your real estate investing business forward. And today is Friday. Happy Friday. Hope you're having a wonderful start to your weekend. And because it's Friday, we're doing follow along Friday where, well, we talk about what I got going on in my entrepreneurial endeavors and lessons learned along the way. So with us today for follow along Friday, like we usually do, is Theo Hicks. Nice to have you back, my friend. And I think today, the best way to structure our conversation is I've taken some notes and just to run down the list of the things I got going on. So first is we've got a book coming out, The Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever, Volume 2. We're in the process of the chapters have been written and now we're in the process of doing some revising for content purposes, not yet to the grammar, spelling, punctuation phase, but just overall content purposes. And then we'll send the chapters over to the individuals who we wrote them about, make sure there aren't any factual errors. And when are we going to get this thing live? When do you think it's going to be published? I believe it'll be published by the end of January. 
I guess for people that have never written a, a book before, you would think that, oh, the chapters are done. Why can't you just push it out now? And it's something that I learned the first time around was once a book is 100% completely done, it takes at least a month and a half for the publisher to actually publish the book. So I'm not sure specifically what they're doing on their end, but it actually takes a full <laughs> month and a half after the book is completely get, done to get it out. So when we say November, the book's coming out at the end of January, most of that has to do with the publisher. <laughs> and it's what they are doing or what they aren't doing in that month and a half. One thing that we're going to be switching up this time around is the actual publisher. On the first one, we went with Book Baby. I think this one we're going with the Amazon publisher. I think they're called Create Spaces or something like that, right? Yep, I think so. Yeah, that's basically because the main reason is Amazon's the primary platform that all the sales come through. So why not have the inside track with the publisher who is at Amazon themselves and use their publishing company? I think there's going to be some advantages by going with them. At least that's what I've read. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the process is different and see how post-publishing, how the, the book does being with Amazon and not BookBay. Because I know that there's some sort of promotional services that come with paying the publisher to publish your book. So I'm curious to see if we see any kind of increase in traffic or sales by switching publishers. That'll be fun to check out. Overall, what are your impressions when comparing book one versus book two? I would say that writing on the second book, you feel a lot more confident in the first book just because when you're writing your first book, it's kind of just that, your first one. You have no idea or notions of what it's going to be like or how long it's going to take or how to actually structure chapters when you've never mm -hmm. done it before. And so I think the preparation phase for the first book was a lot longer than the second one. And then I'm curious to see moving forward how the copy editor looks at the book just because when you're writing your first book, you also don't understand how grammar and all that stuff is necessarily supposed to work. So I feel a lot more confident this time around with the grammar and, and the structure than before. So hopefully when I get the book back from <laughs> the editor, there's not as much red this time because that was kind of discouraging when you get your your book back and there's all that red on it. Yeah, the first one, we did focus a lot on the overall structure. First off, we're going to write a book how do we approach it? <laughs> I mean, completely blank slate on the first one, but now we have a template. We've updated it slightly just based on feedback and how we want to optimize it because every project, the better you get, unless you're just completely dismissing the lessons that you could be learning along the way. So we're doing some enhancements on the chapters, on the insights and the action for each of the chapters and very excited about that and best ever listeners more to come on the book front now speaking of books and i didn't anticipate this smooth of a segue but hey we got it so i'm gonna run with it bookkeeping is something that i want to mention because i've talked about it very briefly before on the show if you have a real estate business which well guess what best ever listeners, you probably do, otherwise you wouldn't be listening, then I highly recommend having a professional bookkeeper to keep track of your income and expenses and then allow them to get the taxes prepared for you. I can tell you that my oldest brother 
who is 12 years older than me. That would put him at 46 years old. He's told me this multiple times. He has a company called Door Devil, and you've heard it advertised on the show before, especially if you listen to the earlier episodes. And he has told me that out of all the mistakes, because we've all made mistakes, but out of all the mistakes he's made, the number one was not having a bookkeeper for his business early on. And he ended up having a stroke a year and a half ago. Fortunately, he is 99% recovered, probably because the stroke happened at such a young age. But he had it whenever he was doing his bookkeeping. <laughs> uh, he, he was actually working on his books. And it was just something that not in his nature to focus on that stuff. But he'd been doing it for his business for like seven years. And his business suffered. And now it's incredibly so much better. And he's able to delegate that out. And I can tell you, I've taken his advice. I have a bookkeeper now who it's just a beautiful thing to have every month get a statement of income, expenses, and I know exactly where each of my businesses are at from a profitability standpoint. And my three businesses from a high level are multifamily syndication, consulting, and the podcast. Each of those has income and expenses associated to it. Not proportionately. The multifamily syndication, definitely far and away number one. Then a distant second is the consulting. And then a distant third is the podcast through sponsors. So having each of those three businesses, it's challenging. And even on a smaller scale, I have three single family homes. And if I didn't get into multifamily syndication, it's still something that I would want to have. And the costs vary, but it costs me $500 a month to have someone go into my bank accounts and the business credit cards and personal credit card and allocate the expenses every month and make sure that everything is in order in QuickBooks. And that is worth its weight in gold. And it's probably, knock on wood, going to save me a hospital trip or two. So if you don't have a bookkeeping professional, then you need one. I recommend having someone local so you can go into their office and sit down with them. Otherwise, it gets a little bit complicated and cumbersome because when you give them access to your accounts, if it's a bank account, they're going to need to get verification. So they're going to log in, then the bank's going to text you, and then you got to send them this code. It's good to just go in the office, sit down with them, give them the passwords, and then have them verify it on the spot. That way you can just get it all done in person and then they have access. They can have access moving forward. So that is a big tip that I'd like to give you today, best ever listeners. And it's something that is saving my life, quite frankly, as well as making things a lot easier. And it allows me to make better business decisions because I'm able to see exactly where the costs are coming from, and then identify some costs that maybe are reoccurring that I hadn't really thought about that can eat up the bottom line if you don't pay attention to them. This is a person that you would want to get through 
probably a reference just because if you're going to give someone access to your bank account information, first of all, when you said do it someone local, I think you should do it local because if you're not going to meet this person and you're giving mm-hmm. them access to your bank account, I can see that being a recipe for a disaster. But how would you recommend finding this individual? I had an individual locally and I just drove by his office and he said, yep, sure. He was outside smoking a cigarette next to his minivan and he's like, yeah, sure. I was like, okay, great. I started working with him. Complete disaster. I was paying him 250 bucks a month. It was a lot messier at the end than when it was before I engaged with him. So don't do what I did on the first go around. Instead, I actually interviewed a gentleman on the podcast. And as a result, he ended up talking to me about what he does for his business. And then he's local here in Cincinnati. I was like, well, shoot, I'd love to come in and talk to you more about your company and see if bookkeeping makes sense. And sure enough, it did. It made sense. And I ended up going with them. And what I asked during the conversation, one, you can kind of tell when you go in the office. I can tell you the first office I went to, it was an office building where there were seven other business spaces and there were five vacants and he had him and some other group had the only two that were rented out in this little business area. It wasn't very professional. But on the flip side, when I went to this office and if they can afford a nice office, then they're going to be charging you to afford that nice office. But that's okay because this is an area of your business you shouldn't skimp on. I went to this nice office, but more importantly than nice office, right? Like, let's get past the aesthetics. More importantly than that, I talked to them about who they work with, and they were able to give references. The references they gave were the largest apartment owners who also do syndication in Cincinnati. I was like, okay, if you're doing taxes and bookkeeping for the largest apartment owners in Cincinnati and you've been doing them for 10 plus years, then I think I can trust you to do my stuff as well from a competency standpoint. And then when I got to meet them, I just got the vibe for who they are. And then I checked their references, which checked out. So it ended up working out. And one thing I recommend doing is see who they work with already and how long they've been working with those groups. Ultimately, you'd like them to be working with a group that does exactly what you do, whether it's fix and flip or in my case, multifamily syndication or whatever, storage units. That way they know the intricacies of your business. That totally makes sense. Same logic can apply to kind of all relationships too. I think that's a really good idea, approaching them and then just seeing who else they work with. And if they're working with someone who's at your level or higher, then definitely go with them. But if they're in a building with no one there and they're hopefully the clients in that building weren't people that had already left, you probably don't want to work with people like that. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought I was getting a really good deal because I actually negotiated the first guy down from $300 to $250. I was like, oh, yeah. And I actually recommended that person to my brother, unfortunately. (laughs) And he was recovering from the stroke at the time. And then I introduced him to a guy who was working out of some vacant shop, smoking cigarettes next to his minivan. And I don't know why, because I just thought I got a good deal. So I'd share with my brother. Well, it turns out we both fired that person. And now my brother has someone locally in Dallas and I have someone locally in Cincinnati, both really qualified. And we're both super pleased. So, (laughs) so, uh, yeah, lesson learned. And I, Nick, I apologize for giving you that referral. All right. 
really quickly, a couple other things, and then we'll get out of here because I know best ever listeners, you got a fun weekend plan, or at least you got some things to do. So working on my 200 unit deal in Garland, Texas, actually had an investor conference call last week. The content of the call went well. The execution was poor. I have got to figure out this free conference call.com thing and the muting of lines and the accepting multiple hosts. It's like the fourth or fifth time I've done one of these, but every one of them, it's spread out over a period of like four months. So I forget what the codes are. And on this call, I couldn't figure out or my business partner couldn't figure out one of us. I'm not sure who, who it was on how to have both of us on the call as hosts and the call time was like starting at that moment and we still couldn't figure it out. So he ended up having to unmute me and all the participants. There were 50 plus investors on the call. Fortunately, no one was in a loud area. Unmuted me and all participants. I ended up talking very quickly because I was afraid someone was going to be in the bathroom or something and we'd overhear that, God forbid. And then muted me and then Frank, my business partner, rolled with the rest. And usually I pipe in, but we didn't want to unmute everyone. So he just closed it out. So I guess the point is there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that perhaps we can resolve as business people as long as we get the job done. I guess that's the takeaway here. We got the job done. The call was fine. The call was good. It's good content. And that's the most important thing. I don't think the investors who are listening in could tell that I was sweating bullets on my end trying to figure out this technology thing, which lately has been my arch nemesis across the board for podcasts and conference calls and all sorts of things. That's a whole other story. The most important thing is we got the job done. So it doesn't have to be pretty. Perfect is the enemy of good or something like that. So uh, that was that. Got it recorded also, which is important. So then we sent out the recorded call to the individuals who had shown interest in it. And we're closing on that thing December the 30th and really excited about it. And then you and I went to visit a 200-unit plus deal. It's much larger than 200 units, but I don't want to give it away because you and I took a road trip from Cincinnati to Columbus. We visited it, did some secret shopping. We were prospective residents, saw the place, saw some comps. What were your thoughts? First of all, you know, kind of similar to, you know, your first time doing a book, you don't know what to expect. First time going to such a, a large apartment complex for a showing. Because for me, I'm used to like duplexes and single families. And so that was a totally different experience than I expected. You know, we, we got in the car with the broker and he drove us around to comps. And then, as you said, we got to test out our acting skills by acting like we were prospective tenants. And so that, that experience there was fun in itself. And I've already told that story to like three or four different people. So it's always gotten a good laugh. And then, no, yeah, I really appreciate you taking me along because that's something I feel like not many people you know, ever get to see let alone when they're kind of just first starting out to invest. And so I kind of got to see the way that you approach situation and the questions that you ask. And so it was an overall great experience. I guess for any best ever listeners out there that I know on this podcast, I listen to every single episode, they're always talking about finding someone that's doing what you want to do. And it was an invaluable experience to go up there and kind of go through the whole entire, basically what you do when you're looking at such a 200 plus, we'll say apartment complex. So 
if you have the opportunity to do that, to tag along with someone, even if it's a two-hour road trip, definitely do that. And then, I guess, also on those lines, you know, just being in the car with someone who experiences you for, for two hours is good to pick your brains on real estate-related stuff, but also just what your life is like and how you look at the world is always fascinating to me. So, overall, it was a super fun trip. A lot of good yeah. conversation and stories. I thoroughly enjoyed it as well, and there are... As I mentioned this to you on the car ride, there are two people in my life that I can think of off the top of my head who I can talk about, like talk philosophical things and go really, really deep in talking about like different perspectives. And it's a part of my mind that I really like exercising, but a lot of people aren't interested in that or you just simply don't have the opportunity or don't make the opportunity to talk about deep stuff like can one person fulfill all your needs or being present in the moment and meditation and all sorts of things that we talked about. It was crazy. And you're one of them. And I really enjoyed that conversation. So, you know, in addition to checking out the 200 plus 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 unit property, it was great to catch up with you as well. And as far as the deal, best ever listeners is off market deal. I've talked about this on a previous follow-along Friday, and we made an offer, put in the LOI, and now the broker is having conversation with the seller, the owner, and then we'll see where it goes. Could go nowhere. If so, then it goes nowhere, but there were some valuable experiences that already took place as a result of just looking at the property. Lastly, and then we'll get out of here, just want to mention that at the beginning of every month, by the 14th of every month, I send out an email to all the investors on each of the deals that we have. And right now we have $85 million of assets under management. So for all those properties, I send out an email detailing out what's going on at the property and any updates like occupancy or things that we're improving or things that went wrong, whatever it is. And then if we visit the property that month, then we'll have some pictures, which I did visit all the properties in October. So I'll have some pictures and stuff. So that's just something from an asset management standpoint that I do just for your purposes. Best ever listeners, when you have investors, it's important to communicate with them on a regular basis and always answer your phone if they call or respond very quickly thereafter if you can't answer it. Accessibility is very important whenever you are working with investors. That's something I've realized for sure. Then lastly, on a personal note, I'm running 75 miles this month and excited about that. I ran 100 miles, I don't know, sometime this past summer, I think. I forget what month that was. I talked about it on the show Lowering it to 75, going to get that done. Got to make sure I'm getting my cardio in and looking forward to that. So Theo, with that being said, where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? You guys can visit my blog at theohicks.org. I did listen to the Unplugged podcast on iTunes. And kind of similar to what Joe was saying earlier about only having a couple of people that he can talk to about some deeper stuff. I also fall in that same boat, which is why one of the people I get to have that conversation with is this microphone and my handful of listeners. And so if you're kind of also falling in that same boat and don't have a lot of people that you can listen to or, or talk to about some higher level things, my podcast is a great place awesome. for that. Yes, it is. As I've said on other shows, I subscribe to two podcasts, your podcast and Tim Ferriss's podcast. And I learn 
a lot from each of them. So, Theo, it was great catching up, my friend. And best ever listeners, hope you have a best ever weekend. I actually, oh, by the way, Alex in Chicago, thank you for your recommendation on places to go in Chicago. And then some others also gave me some recommendations. But Alex, boy, yours was like, you gave me all sorts of places to go, like where to eat, Mexican food, pizza, Italian food, great steak dinner, best tacos. Yeah. So thanks a lot, Alex. I made a mistake. I'm actually not going this weekend. I'm going to go the following weekend. But appreciate all the good info from Alex, as well as other best ever listeners who sent me recommendations for Chicago. Colleen and I are going to enjoy a nice little weekend vacation. So lastly, if you haven't checked out the Best Ever Conference, go do it, besteverconference.com. There are some hip-hop videos for you, to, for you to look at. Literally, my bio has been transformed into a hip-hop video that I paid someone on Fiverr to do, and every speaker for the conference is going to have their own hip-hop video. So even if you don't want to go to the conference, which is ridiculous because you should, go look at those videos. You'll get a chuckle. Go to besteverconference.com. We've got like a Eminem meets Vanilla Ice rapper doing custom raps to our bios. So it's got an entertainment factor. Besteverconference.com. All right, best ever listeners, have a best ever weekend. Talk to you soon. Are you a real estate investor and you're trying to do it all yourself? Then you got to stop the insanity, my friend, and go hire virtually. Virtual Office VA is a U.S.-based and trained real estate virtual assistant company. They can free up your time. You can go to their website, learn what they're all about, and go sign up for a virtual assistant. Go to virtualofficeva.com. That's virtualofficeva.com.